0: Exactly does it mean to share your hotness? We all have our own unique spark. We are burning out of control like a wildfire, attracting attention, but is it the right kind of attention? All around us are people who are campfires. They don't get as much attention, but their story, their signature spark, their heat that attracts us close to them, those stories need to be shared. On this podcast, We're sharing their stories, their stories of resilience, overcoming, how to find joy, happiness, everyday people who found their spark and made their life amazing. Hello and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host Lita Green and my guest today is Cheryl Knowlton. Now, Cheryl and I have known each other for several years from the National Speaker Association. So do not worry, you guys. You're going to have lots of fun because Cheryl might make me look like I have like uh, energy because she is like (laughs) all the time and I love it. I love it. So I've never seen Cheryl not on at 99 to 100%. So please tell me you have times that you just kind of go, uh. My husband tells people that I have two settings. I no. have high and I have off. Okay, Cheryl. My husband tells me the same thing. Ah. <laughs> like literally, you started saying two settings, and I was like, "Stop." <laughs> yeah. My husband tells me the same thing. Literally, he goes, "Lita has two settings. Two, 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 um, two. Yeah, two settings." He says the same words. Yes, on I, and off.
1: Yeah, and drooling no, on her so pillow. We have so much in common. I love it.
0: Yes, but I, I, I. I think I have three settings. I have warming up. Mm. Cause I am an extrovert and extroverts need noise. Right. Yeah. So I, in the morning, I'm like, I'm not on un- I'm not like grumpy, but I'm like, oh, okay. we're Okay. And then I go do what I call my vanity prayers, which are my affirmations. Then I do my spiritual stuff. And then I turn on noise to get me. And then like by breakfast, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But I have to warm up. Do you yes, warm up or you just really, instantly
1: delight? Yeah, I don't. I really don't truly have two settings. I, I have a, I have a simmer setting as well. So
0: yeah. Okay. A simp. Ooh, can I, can I steal that? Yes. No, because yeah. it goes along with the hotness thing so well. Yes. I'm, I'm a big believer in R and D rip off and duplicate. So <laughs> Well, as I will probably say things like, as my friend Cheryl says, we both are simmering. Perfect. Yes. I have a simmer setting. Yes. Because hotness and simmer, see mm-hmm. where I'm going with that? I see where you're going with that. And Cheryl is all about magic and Disney. And when she was just the president of our local chapter, which means she's like super cool. <laughs> um, and why I don't want to be the president is because I feel like if I'm going to be in leadership, at the chapter because I stepped out of being on the board when it was going to go on the leadership track because I feel like I have to be ambitious to be in leadership. Like that I'm trying to actively grow something. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> but anyway, Cheryl was the president and she has everything was around magic and Disney. And it just made me want to go to Disneyland every month when we had our meetings. And you know, it was just super fun. Yeah. So my my
1: theme was was the acronym team. I love a great acronym, and it was team together. Everyone achieves magic, and I am um, certified in three different personality modalities. I am a big big student of the study of personality, and as I share my story with you, you'll understand a little bit more why um and i i really i got to see firsthand how each of us tapping into owning and bringing our strengths to the greater organization could amplify uh, our outcomes um to a really incredible extent and so i that was my theme for the year going in and oh my goodness if it was not um exemplified and and amplified over yeah. and over and over again the things that we were able to to do and and create and build together everything from foundational things like redoing our bylaws that hadn't been touched in 10 years and our budget, right? Yeah. Like who would have thought that that would have been part of my legacy um, to growing our membership by 49.6%. And yeah, the most most important thing is that when people come, they feel loved. They feel like they're part of something. They feel like they're part of our, of our family, no matter who they are, their background, their subject, their experience level. There is a place for everyone at our table. And I really wanted everyone to feel that when they came and well, you
0: achieved that. And after COVID, there was such a feeling of disconnection. And I think you just did an amazing job of helping bring people together and, It was great. You did a wonderful job. And I'm sure when you go speak to corporate um, on bringing the team, it's really cool that you can have several places where from the real estate industry to your own life, to leading the National Speaker Association, that there's this application that you are not just like, oh, because sometimes you get the impression that speakers are like, I'm going to speak on this because that's where they're going to hire me, you know, because there's like a supposed RI where I feel like you've actually really done it leading and teaching teams how to be better. So and and we are also unique and diverse. The I most
1: recently got certified in something called ProScan. I was introduced to that by our mutual very good friend Spencer Horn. And he introduced me to ProScan during the pandemic. And and I I love personality. I've never even
0: heard of it before.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, now I'm like, Spencer, what's up? You know, I will send you a a, a free link to
1: the demo and anyone listening, um, that'll be my free gift to everyone. If you want a demo version of the ProScan, um, it takes no more than 10 minutes to do it. There are only two rules. Number one, you need to do it in an uninterrupted way. So if that means pushing furniture in front of the door so you can have five seconds, (laughs) or if you do it in the bathroom or whatever that looks like for you in your personal situation.
0: Depending on the age of your children. Yeah, depending on the
1: age of your children. um, I do have four of my own I had four daughters who are all adults now. Um, no one died, which is really rather a miracle. Um, they're all married. They all have children of their own. And then I, when I married my sweetheart 21 years ago, I inherited five additional bonus children. So, um, and we are now the proud grandparents of 13. Perfect. Love it. And yeah, number 14 is on the way coming next spring. And so I get it when I, you have to push furniture in front of the door to have two seconds to to <laughs> peace for heaven's sake. Um, but so the, the two rules for pro scan, take it in an uninterrupted fashion. It will take less than 10 minutes and don't game it, answer the questions with as much honesty as you can going with your first reaction. And it's amazing. Um, I was, I was a little skeptical, um, when, when Spencer and I first went through it together and, and then he went through it with me. The value is in, in the, the awareness session afterwards of, of having someone with an eye for what it all means, go through it with you and help you see things primarily about your strengths and how you are primarily showing up in the world. Yeah. Um, but how you're primarily showing up in the world also is how uh, our greatest toolbox of weaknesses. Um, right. and, and so just creating awareness around that so those things don't become blind spots. And, and so,
0: yeah, fast forward. I love that so much because- When you think about a lot of leaders and I, you know, in my brain, these different leaders that I know, and the higher we rise at different levels of responsibility, the more our weaknesses can show up. Yes. And if we're not having enough humility to say, this is something I'm weak on, Mm -hmm. right? Like I took a personality test one time and it literally was like, you have to have an assistant because I am not somebody that, and the good thing is I knew this. But I need someone to do little teeny tasks for me because I'm fantastic at motivation and excitement and implementing big ideas. But the day to day of like, I'll do my work every day, but the day to day of like doing some data entry. Ew, I'd rather shave my legs with a cheese grater, please. (laughs) Thank you. No.
1: I could to shave my legs with a cheesecurder. Oh, thank you. On the tree. Yes. So that's another thing I love about ProScan is the second step is what's called the team scan. And we did that together as um, a National Speakers Association um, leadership team. Spencer See, us- That's
0: why I'm missing out is the leadership yeah. retreats. I loved those so much when I was. Well- on- I have an invitation for you
1: officially <laughs> on your own podcast. Should you feel so inclined to run for the board again next spring? <laughs> I could make that happen for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and not do what I did this last time. Is that what you're saying? That yes. I was... And not yeah. give people an out. So for those that were not there, Cheryl worked really hard. She was like, Lita, you should do this. And uh, Spencer and who else was... Um... Somebody else was like, Lady, you should run. So then there were three positions available on the board. And then I saw that there were four people applying. And I looked at them and I'm like, these are all great candidates. And none of them have gotten to be on the board before. So when we're doing our vote for me pitch, I got up and I was like, hey, I've been on the board before. So if you're looking for someone not to vote for, don't vote for me. She totally did that. (laughs) I I am here to attest right arm to the square. She totally did that.
1: She gave everybody an out and she was so brilliant. And it was almost like an, oh, by the way, if you need an out, you can vote for these other amazing humans because I've had the opportunity to do it before. But thanks for thinking of me. I was like, what are you
0: doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then people came up (laughs) and they're like, are you serious? And I was like, have you ever known me to say things that I don't think? Like, am I known for not saying the truth? I think I'm pretty known for saying what I think and feel. And they were like, okay, well, then I won't vote for you. And I was like, thanks. Because there was not one bad choice and there was excitement. And I've been on the board. Anyway, so you're trying to out me on my podcast. So you're I'm saying you on your podcast,
1: nothing <laughs> like a little public accountability, since I know how into personal responsibility you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the team scan, what it did for us, and I'm this is not a pitch for this. It's just, I'm so excited about it. And I, I, in the last 48 hours, I've got, I've had two companies tell me, we want you to come in and do this for our team. So step one is the individual awareness of who I am and my strengths and my, my toolbox of weaknesses. Step two is my team and who, what other beautiful humans do I have the opportunity to work with? And how can I see them better, Mm -hmm. their strengths and what do they have? What tools do they have to bring to this project or this assignment or this, you know, this overall collaborative work that we're doing together um, uh, so that we can work better together because they're, believe it or not, even on the leadership team at the National Speakers Association, there are two individuals who don't fit the mold, if you will. And no, I'm not okay. talking about green or black furry stuff that grows on the wall when there's been too much water in a dwelling. I'm talking about a, a like a jello mold, right? right. Um, and there are two people that were more in in corporate training, And, and so the, looking at the whole team, we were 84% extroversion as a team, not terribly um, shocking for, in in the speakers world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we are, you know, the leadership team of the National Speakers Association and these two individuals had totally different qualities, um, had a lot more pace and a lot more conformity, meaning. Pace and patience, um, are, are the same and conformity is the eye for detail. And the, and, the, and as we were looking at redoing our bylaws, we did this on a Saturday at my house in January. Not the sexiest thing to be doing all day on a Saturday. I did start the Saturday out with Mickey waffles and bacon. Everything is better with bacon and Mickey waffles. And Mickey waffles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we had gone through the pro scan beforehand and Spencer had done the work to do the team scan together. And then I gave him access to my, my big screen TV in my living room. So he could show us, this is who we are. These are our strengths. And these two people look at how they don't actually fit this mold of everybody else. And so we all went, Hmm, I'm high, high extroversion, shocker, and so I needed to le- learn to tone that down and listen more. And so, what well, they
0: because the they're going to be with that detail, yes. right?
1: And, and Absolutely, so an opportunity and an invitation to all of us high extroverts to just be mm, a little more quiet, listen a little more, right. and and for those two to speak up. And we changed the dinette. Dyna- we finished. Um, in two hours earlier than we had anticipated that we would finish because we were so tapped in to each other. And it, it was, was the
0: strengths in the room work yes. yeah. because yes. my husband um, is like opposites attract. Like if you were yes. to meet him and then meet me, you would not think we would work well together. Yep. But when you see us together, it's like, how did I not see that? you know because of the opposite but but he recognizes my strengths and I recognize his and so we have different areas in our marriage that he is the final word on. Mm. And then in areas of our marriage that I'm the final word on. Love you know, and it just so happens he's better at the finances because I'll be like I'll give our money away to everybody, you know. To Disney. Yes. We yeah, are we're going to go on vacation. vacation. Yeah. Oh, this person has a sad day, I'll give the money, you know. Yeah. And um The good news is he's in charge of the money, so we have some. (laughs) So I haven't. Love that. Yes, I love having. I'm on a budget of what I can give away, and when it's gone, it's gone. So it makes me be more strategic about what I give to. Yes. Think it through more, and so it's like if I had somebody who was just like me, we would be living in a shack. And oh, never I would get to be, be on a
1: trip—a cardboard box that I borrowed under a bridge because I would be, yeah,
0: give it all away and go to Disney all the time. Right. So you would live in the Disney parking lot because you yeah. know once you're there, you can't leave. No. You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, they may not allow that, but the closest closest underpass um, to. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So the the recognizing other people's strengths and not being um, butt hurt that you don't have all the strengths is actually empowerment.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so the final step for the pro ProScan um, brilliance is something called job scan. And so I sadly, at this very moment, find myself in a position where I'm losing my chief operating officer. And so oh, I had her go through all of her tasks that she does for me. But then uh Spencer helped me to create who is it that I am hiring in terms of um infusion soft and the that attention to detail and all of that stuff that right. I would yeah no thank you I don't want to do that and I'm not good at I'm not hiring a best friend or a buddy. I'm hiring for this position with these skill sets needed. And so JobScan can m- help you save tens of thousands of dollars as a business owner to make sure that you are putting it out there to hire the right, right person, because you've got the clarity from the beginning of who you're trying to hire. And then you, you, you have the right word, the right words to attract that person to begin with and make sure that that is exactly who you're hiring.
0: Absolutely. And you see this a lot too, how this would be helpful with um, sales. Yes. Because when I see somebody using a FOMO approach on me, you know, fear of missing out, mm-hmm. right? I'm immediately turned off. Mm. Like I want nothing to do with that. Mm. And it's so funny because I think a lot of people who are, um, speakers that are successful in what they do know, they can get the work. They don't have that fear they're going to miss. Mm-hmm. And so this person is a trying to attract speakers and using that language. They're only going to attract a lower level speaker. Oh, totally. Yes, Who's not going to necessarily have the budget. To hire them for what they want. That is for sure. So
1: in the show notes, I'll have Lita put my email address, but if you're dying for it right now so that you can email me and I will send you the link to the the demo version of the ProScan so that you can go through it and at least have it. And then we can Figure out a way to, to potentially go through that together. If that's something that you would like to do, you can email me at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at Cheryl Knows, C-H-E-R-Y-L-K-N-O-W-S, like Cheryl knows a lot about Disney. Uh, Cheryl at CherylKnows.com. And in the subject line, put, um, free pro scan at dash Lita, L E T A. So that I'll know where it came from and then we'll send you the link and, um, yeah, we'll Boom.
0: get that awesome. to you. Yay. Thank you for giving a freebie because not everybody interview has freebies they can give to people. So thank you. Well, you're oh. a giving heart and I'm a giving heart. So right. I want to give fun things to your audience. Yes. Yay! I love it. I love it. Okay. So Cheryl,
1: mm. because
0: I know you've connotated about your story uh-huh. and you said you've got a story. And yeah. so, let's let's get into that story, starting right. when you were four. No, I'm just teasing. You oh, well, I was going to say four. you're
1: going to miss a, a whole bunch of the juicy good parts if we start <laughs> when I'm four. I'm just
0: I'm just making a joke.
1: You you choose where the story starts. I will start at the very beginning. I was born in the California Bay Area in the late 1960s uh, to two. Fabulous humans who were teenagers and not able to get married, um, even though my, I now know that my birth father really wanted that curiosity gap. Um, and um, my, my mother, uh, my biological mother, was the third of seven children of a Mennonite preacher whose entire livelihood was dependent on his ability to teach school and provide for the family and be a, an upstanding uh, citizen of the community. And um, having a teenage pregnant daughter was not conducive to his. his not work. conducive. Um. Not even a little bit conducive. And so that was um, extremely shameful. And and she was shunned, oh. um, in within her family. And that's that's a whole nother story that is not entirely mine to tell. She prayed for uh, miracles. The first one came, and the second one did not. The second one was that uh, she would be able to keep me. And that was not to be. And at six weeks of age, she signed on the last hour of the last day, she signed the adoption papers. And I had been living in foster care for those six Mm -hmm. weeks while she made her final decision, which was um, undoubtedly one of the hardest decisions of her whole life. Um, I was adopted by two of the most phenomenal humans that the world has ever seen. And um, I was their only child. They had been trying for thirteen years to have me. And finally, um they they got me, and Copernicus called and verified that I was, in fact, the very center of the universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> both of my parents were the youngest of two children, and they were the youngest by a few years, and so I was the youngest grandchild the youngest cousin the youngest everything for um by a long shot and there were no others after me and and my world was filled with love and joy and attention and they were not wealthy by worldly standards but we were rich in every sense of the word uh, as it pertained to the things that I believe matter most um love and absolutely joy. what a that is a rich childhood I love it it was a very rich childhood until it was not. Um, right shortly before my fifth birthday, my angel mother never ever complained about anything. Um, it, it her headaches became so severe that it, there was no denying them anymore. And my I will never forget the day that Dad and I took her to the hospital, and she never came home. Oh, Cheryl. She was diagnosed with a brain tumor that had metastasized absolutely everywhere, and there was no coming back from that um, with the advanced medical science that was um, the San Francisco Bay Area, um, San Francisco proper. Um, in, in, she definitely had access to the best that was available, but it was too far. It was too far. It was too late. And a few weeks before my fifth birthday, she, my angel mother became one herself, uh, my poor dad, bless his heart. This was not the life he had signed up for. This is not anything that he had planned for, didn't know how to deal with it. And he started dating right away. Um, He started, uh, he found out they were members of a congregational church and through the church, he'd found a group called Parents Without Partners. And he started, it was important to him for some reason to date someone who had children, which was a great plan. And and ultimately, the woman that he decided to marry did not have children. And after the nuptials, she announced that she detested children and wanted to send me back to the adoption agency. Oh my heavens, you're Cinderella! I am. I am. I like, am. Literally Cinderella. And she even had a cat, but the cat's name was not Lucifer. And I, <laughs> I've, to date, I've never had singing mice who would sew clothes for me and do my household chores. I'm still waiting for that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, stinking mice, not showing up. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> and so I um long And of course we I mean, you know, love the the Disney theme because you love Disney. That's Disney. part of the reason why. That's, yeah, because it's what a what connotation I mean. to your your past. Yes. So I
1: lived with another family during the week, came home on weekends and holidays um for nine and a half years until my dad took early retirement from the federal government um because he Back, you know, in the early 70s, there was even in California and especially in our families, there was no divorce. You're married to Hannibal Lecter. You kids will work it out. I mean, like they just did not know divorce. And so he was my dad was such a, a beautiful, wonderful soul and a good man. And he was determined to make it work, even if it didn't look like any of us really wanted it to and when i saw cinderella um a loving family member it took me it took me to the movie theater to see cinderella and i remember looking around at everybody else in the theater thinking is everybody seeing the same thing i'm seeing because i'd never felt so seen and understood by any any media ever any i mean dick and jane really didn't talk about my situation right. <laughs> yeah they were walking spot and doing their thing and you right know. i mean it's good to walk your dog but you know right and yeah. there, there was a limit to that and i didn't have a dog and so i um, I just remember feeling so seen and so understood by by Cinderella. And that was shortly after um, one of my dad's colleagues at the Department of Energy suggested to my dad after my beautiful mother passed away that he take me to Disneyland, that it would be a place of healing for both of us. And, and he did when I was five, um, before he married my stepmom, he took me to Disneyland for the first time. And that began a lifelong love of all things Disney, which, you know, most people would say is an obsession at this
0: point, but you know, that's okay. It's fine. I, you know, I think we all, if we are really honest, have things we're obsessed with. Yes. And I think it's actually quite delightful when somebody is obsessed with something that is harmless. You know, yes. you're not obsessed with drugs, you no, know, or, no, 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 never touch. You know it. what I mean? So I think it's kind of delightful because I, I would know what to get Cheryl. If you were on my Christmas, very date. easy to buy for, yes. right? you know, and I'm obsessed with chocolate Ooh. and I like cats and moose. And so, Ooh, you nice. know, people, when they see cute little moose magnet, they're like, Oh, Lita would like this. People will send me moose memes, cat memes. I'm very happy. I'm wearing a cat shirt right now, but I'm always happy with chocolate. And so that's wonderful that people know how to make me happy. I love it. I love that. Well, moose, cats, and chocolate
1: noted. <laughs> noted, noted. Yeah. You know, but
0: I think it's fun when people have these things they're into, mm-hmm. um, even for conversational topics of, you know, I love talking about sign language, right? These are things that people can know they can go as a resource if they, it, I think it's great. It's good for our brains. It it's is good. good
1: for our brains yeah. and the tenacity of, of our of our brains. So um, given this situation, so my dad retired from uh, the federal government, took early retirement when I was 15 and a half. And I feel like my life and my personality, which had been put on pause for um, a long In time, worse, being yeah. a child, on weekends and holidays, but my stepmother wouldn't look at me or talk to me. I mean, it was an extremely broken, very dysfunctional and unhealthy relationship. Emotional neglect. I'm so oh, sorry. Total emotional neglect. And, and then being a middle child during the week living with this other family. Um, and it was through them that I was um, first introduced to um, the bandwidth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, they had two children: a son who was about three and a half years older, a daughter who was about. Uh, now, two- who are these people? These are your your these, stepmom's people. No, these were oh.
0: people that wound up babysitting me for nine oh. and a half years. Oh. oh, oh, okay. So when your stepmom was where was stepmom when you were being babysat, just not was, being a mom? She was working and at home, and she was with
1: my dad and my okay. dad. Yeah, he, you know, he had uh, clients to go see and a, and a demanding. So job. he found like a nannying situation for you. Kind, yeah, a nanny that I
0: lived there instead of at my house. Wow, wow. Okay, so you just want to make sure. So yeah, not a castle, but uh, somebody that took care of you. And this family, you were square in the middle of their birth order. I was.
1: I I I became a middle child, and that was a that was not a. a it was a mostly loving situation, but it wasn't my home and it wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be with my dad. Um, and, and there were some, um, moderately knowing your story, there were some very mild, unhealthy aspects of, of that situation, but you know, nothing like, nothing like what you've, you endured, bless your heart. It's not a competition. No, but that came later for me. Um, I, um, my dad took early retirement, came home to live, um went to high school and just felt like I was finally really able to be fully self expressed I wasn't trying to please
0: anyone. I wasn't walking on eggshells anymore right because but being it, in a home that you're not really a sibling, yeah you're not legal authority right and was there a financial compensation they're receiving for taking care of you? Yes, so yes. it was like you were we you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I found
1: that out it years, you know, and years into it, I, you know, I was like, dad, I have an idea of how you can save money. Cause he was so frugal. We could just stop doing this and I'll just come home and live with you. And yeah, that he wanted that desperately, but he also needed to know that that I was fully taken care of. And anyway, what a mess for him. Bless his cute heart. Just
0: like all of us doing the best he could. Right. 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 With the information he had at the time, he thought it's better to give her the the role modeling of a loving home since I've married someone who can't do that.
1: Yes. And so he felt like that was the best place for me to be in order for me to have love and support and um, example and family meals every night and, and all of that. So um I, I come home I do high school life is fabulous and um I was in quite a big hurry to get out of there um and not be with my stepmom and and had options for college but I I did what I typically do and I um absolutely took it next level and poured gasoline all over it and lit it on fire <laughs> because I got married um 2 weeks before well you had to go find your prince I did. I had to go find my prince. I found who I believed to be my prince. Um, I, he was a an LDS missionary. He'd been serving in the Bay Area and had um, had helped slip the boxes. Yeah, and he had helped teach a friend of mine, and that is how we met. And he had an amazing family, and 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 I absolutely loved him, and I felt like I was supposed to marry him, and so married him two weeks before I started my my first day as a freshman at Brigham Young University. Um, so moved from California, um, out to Utah and, um, he had told me that he had bipolar disorder and that we got married in mm-hmm. 1986. Um, you I had no idea what that was. I had no idea what that was. And th- there was not a light that was shined on that. It was
0: very taboo
1: and very hush hush. And we and, didn't
0: have the internet.
1: And, um, and, and Dr.
0: Google wasn't there to tell me what to do, you know? Right. I mean, you couldn't look up. What's bipolar, right? And if they're presenting themselves in a a good way, you'd be like, oh, sometimes I don't like things either absolutely
1: and so and yeah we love each other and so we can make it all work ah yes love conquers all Yes, love love conquers (laughs) all as long as two people are um emotionally responsible and 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 healthy and nobody has bipolar disorder because that is a that that would help yes uh helps a lot so we had four beautiful children together um four beautiful daughters and after four quickly how quickly they're 10 years apart. So they youngest oh. are 10 years apart. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I finally had the courage to say enough of this. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, are we able to finish your degree? And I did speak? not, I did. I finished two degrees for him, but I did not finish my own <laughs> degree, but I got the education. So there's that.
0: Yeah. 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 So You finished. So you helped him through school. Significantly, like not just financially, but you're saying you help do his homework and things. I, I did his master's thesis. Oh, well, there you go. I got an A. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody with bipolar that's not being um, responsible with that diagnosis um, would have a hard time finishing a semester of school. He had a really hard time,
1: and so he had to go slower than most people. And I wound up doing uh, every book that. So he got a, a bachelor's degree in English. I read every book with him, and then he would do the paper, and I would type the paper. Back when we had to type on onion skin paper, remember that? Right. And erase, and yeah, oh, the uh, correctronic typewriter, um, yeah. But- the best was the best thing that ever
0: happened. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, y'all have no idea what we went through to get things printed." Oh, and to create documents, you didn't. Yes, you didn't,
1: without mistakes. Oh my word! And yeah, you yeah. made a mistake, and you either erase it or
0: used whiteout or a correctronic typewriter, or you did it again. So, right, and you'd have to start all over. You like, you'd have your paper done, and then typing it would be like another challenge that would keep you till three in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it I didn't... was so cute. My husband who worked in the printer lab at his local, um, when he went to law school, he was just saying to our daughter, so where's the print lab on campus. And I said, and my daughter kind of looked at him as like the print lab. And I was like, honey, everything is submitted electronically now. And he was like, oh yeah. Like they don't even have to print out their paper. Well,
1: thank heaven. Think of all the trees we're saving.
0: Yes. We're saving all the trees, like all their worksheets and everything. It's all on. Yeah. Yeah amazing 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 Is it, yes so
1: um and all the the 20 year olds are being like well duh are, right yeah yeah <laughs> look it up look it up on uh on google google what it used to be like in 1988 yes and the colors were that bad it, it, the, the colors were that bad but yeah absolutely so <laughs> Um, I finally had the courage to, and I, lena I didn't want it enough for myself. I did not believe I had enough value. Um, he was so abusive in every way that a human being can be abused. Um, he- but I think you're saying something key,
0: mm-hmm. um, is that you did not, you had been beaten down enough. Yes. So that you didn't want it for you, but you did it for your daughters, my
1: girls. And one of my, so by this time, so yeah, 12 and a half years into it, I was done. Um, and I, I said, I am moving back to California. I had my dad's vigorous support. Um, and, and he was going to, the house was in my name anyway, and he was going to help me uh, sell the house buy a house in California. And it was done. And at that point, my ex-husband was in a, a repentant state and said, and, please let me come with you. I'll repent. I'll change. I'll do whatever I have to do. And, and I prayed about it and it wasn't time to be done yet. And I was, Mm. dang it. So, okay. So I let him come, but while we were there, um, a good friend of mine who was living in Utah, she and I had been neighbors. She had been after me telling me that I would, she thought I'd be great as a mortgage loan originator. And I'm like, Shelby, did you see my math grades, my senior high school I, I was I was engaged I was flying out here my entire scene out to Utah my entire senior year every six weeks doesn't do a lot for the whole academic record right right but we already know you got an A in your master's thesis so well, I did so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah spoiler alert for that um but barely barely squeaked out graduating from high school because I was always flying out here to Utah um and so uh he, he came with us and I, I finally said yes to her insistent invitation that I uh, that I become a mortgage loan originator. Because in- if
0: you were going to, you have to be able to figure out, I'm presuming you were working during your marriage or not? I, I sold anything and everything that could be sold from
1: home so that I could be a stay at home mom. I right. sold Tupperware and I sold so much of it that they gave me a free van. I sold Mary Kay. I loved it and was great at selling it to people who couldn't pay me. And so that went under very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was very successful at selling discovery toys and I loved that because my children were my lab rats and you know, they were, I would, yeah. would bring home the work product and, and we would play the games and do the puzzles and all the things. And, um, and then, and uh, doing in home parties, remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved the educational toy aspect. And I was, um, I was very good at that. And it was, that during that phase that I was invited to deliver my first keynote in Los Angeles with the president of the company. And Ah. yeah, and I had never been asked to do anything like that before. So that was all the sweaty palms, shaky, you know, but I, I, I felt very inspired as to what I should talk about and wrote a poem, um, about my children called monuments, which, um, I'm still very proud of. And it was published in their international newsletter, US and Canada.
0: Yeah. so uh, Yeah. I mean, that was big time for me. Back yeah, that's super. Right? No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And especially you're doing this while in an emotionally neglectful and abusive situation. Yes. Talk about resilience right there. Yes, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah,
1: it was. So I uh, moved back um, after two years of very um, amazing um, blessed success, um, as a mortgage loan originator, because I had such a team around me of support, uh, and of doing all the things that I had no idea how to do, um, from processing to underwriting and, and all of that in between. They, um, they were such a beautiful, wonderful support system. And I was making more money than I ever had by a long shot. Oh no. So now you're doing a divorce. Did you have to pay alimony? No, no. Oh, I was like, I, yeah, we, we agreed to, uh, yeah, we used the same attorney. Um, and so, yeah, he knew that he was, that he was out of control and he gave me full custody. We didn't, we didn't fight for anything in three Oh, weeks.
0: that's great. No. That's great. You got the kids. That's the valuable
1: thing. Absolutely. The most important thing. And so, yeah, so I, I started down that path of uh, being a, in the mortgage, um, the residential, real estate industry, um, started with mortgage, then went into the wholesale side of lending after I met and married my sweetheart, my Prince Charming. Um, and, and and then I, that's when I started speaking. How
0: long between the divorce and, and finding your sweetheart? Mm, Eight months. Okay. That, that, that seems like awesome or too fast. Um, for, some, I mean, it, it was, it was my timing. It was divine. Time. Right. Right. But the, the marriage had been ending for a long time, but yeah, you know, typically I would tell people give yourself a lot of time between abusive situations. Yes. You know? So I'm, I mean, I met your husband, he's a delightful human. So I'm so glad it worked out. Me too. 21 years later, um, we're, we're still as uh,
1: happier than ever and going yeah, strong. You guys are pretty cute. But then, okay. Thank you. As are you and your sweetheart, but you'll appreciate this and i don't typically talk about this other than with people that i i really know and love that i know can hold my heart sacredly and i i know that you are one of those people um because i didn't wait um long enough probably i i would after rick and i got married i would wake up um screaming in wow. real life because i had, had and s- sitting up bolt right in bed covered in sweat and i would wake up screaming because I would, I had have a dream, a recurring dream that my ex-husband would come to me and tell me that we weren't, uh, that the paperwork hadn't been done properly. And I, we weren't really divorced and I had to leave Rick and come with my ex-husband. And so I would wake up and That's it's a PTSD response. totally.
0: Yeah. And, and two and a half years until I stopped doing that. Well, the truth is it might not have been the the just the lack of eight months it's just that you were so happy you were in a new situation and that's why it's so interesting like you know in shows and stuff where they just they go off into the sun, sunset happily ever after well maybe not maybe they have some work to still do but the thing is you had a safe place to do it in yeah maybe shortened how long you had that traumatic response
1: Yes. And happily ever after for us included a lot of, of trauma and drama with both of our former spouses until we got, and even the kids until we got things into a calm and happy place. Um And so happily ever after is messy. Maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's my one woman show happily. Well, there after you go. Yeah.
0: And, and it, it is. is, it is. I mean, and that's like, I love Disney, but that's the one thing that I'm like, uh It's not just about finding your prince,
1: no. You know, because then he throws his socks on the floor, and you got to love him anyway.
0: <laughs> but after what you've been through, you're like, oh, I'm so glad there are socks on the floor. Uh, I not- love the socks. <laughs> I embrace the socks. Yes. Yeah. Our
1: dog also loves used socks that have been deposited on the floor. It's his favorite toy. It's stinking dogs. Yeah,
0: I'm a cat person, so there you go. There yeah. You go. <laughs>
1: Goodness. So yeah, all the reasons to, to, to love Disney and to celebrate um, good conquering evil and, and the hero's journey and happily ever after. And again, still waiting for the singing mice and an amazing dress. But yeah. Oh,
0: oh, I've, I've seen some of you dressed up, but are you talking like the changes color, like Aurora? You yes. know, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or even Cinderella 2015 where she spins around and butterflies
0: and glitter appear all over it. I think the, I think the butterflies could be made, you know, awesome. you get the, you get the hoop skirt. Yeah. Put some butterflies that under it. Oh, I bet I could find that on cosplay, like a cosplay. I I feel like we could do this. I mean, if I could come up with it that quickly, you know. I love um, the way you think. I love it. I'm like, I don't see any reason why we should not have those dreams. Agreed. Have the dream. Absolutely. I've been in a hoop skirt before. There's a lot of room under there. (laughs) Same. Same, same. Covered with
1: a lot of tulle. Like, oh my goodness. Well, no, you
0: don't have as much tulle. You have like literally like the. You know the the wire or plastic or whatever, where it's like a hoop, like a bell, and your yeah. legs are like a little ding 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 ding. You know, and so you could put all the butterflies in there and just not, you know, just wear leggings so they're not too exciting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like, oh my God, something's on my leg. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: so, oh my
0: gosh. I I heard this thing about this heiress that she wanted to have like all these butterflies at the top of her um her house for a ball. Like this is back in the day, right? And come to find out that they didn't reply they didn't do well with the weather. So, you know, she's like, and look up. And there's like she releases the net of all the butterflies, and there are all these dead butterflies that fall on everybody. So Uh, yeah. No. Dead dead
1: butterflies are nowhere near as magical.
0: Yeah, that that was like a Rockefeller or something like that. You know, one of those names, you know. Anyway, it was like, ooh, bad party. Bad dead party. yes. Bad, was- bad party if it's dead butterflies. You have to figure all that out. Because
1: that's you know? what they're going to be talking about a year, ten years, a hundred years after it happened.
0: Exactly. I mean, I know the story. It's not because I consume podcasts on history like a crazy person, but oh,
1: you know, there's so many sessions.
0: Yeah, yes. I I have so many. I've been listening to the history of China for like two years, and amongst other ones, because you can only take so much death and mayhem in China. You know, because that's yes. pretty much all of Chinese history. But um I wanna say how much I appreciated getting to know you better. I knew it was only recently that I realized that you were in a second marriage mm-hmm. and the sweetness that you and your husband have for each other um goes reinforces one of my theories because I think most happy marriages have gone through something poopy before. Yes, absolutely. and there are Some of the rare ones like my husband and I that got it right the first time. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason I got it right was because of what I'd gone through.
1: Agreed. But
0: I, no happiness happens without opposition. Uh, oh, wh- write that down, everybody. Okay. No
1: <laughs> uh, and and it's because of the opposition that we come out the other side and we're so grateful and joyful for what is and, and the beauty of what
0: is. Absolutely. And so, you know, this whole idea and we talk, um, I will encourage my listeners to go listen to the podcast that I did with you. We've recorded it just before here Yay. and we're, we've been looking forward to this day. We've been able to hang out now for two hours, which is just Yay. like, you know, just so much goodness, you know, getting out with Cheryl and everything, but being able to share stories like girlfriends and, um, with the lens that we're sharing with other people as well. And I commend you for that and for the, the light and the magic you are in the world, Cheryl. And, uh, you know, getting to see you lead the national speaker association with all of the different challenges that come with leading a team and still maintaining that bubbly happiness um, was awesome. So I, I appreciated getting to see you in that light. Thank you, my friend, And,
1: and you, as was mentioned earlier in this discussion, you served on the board and it's all those who served, um, in the capacity as president and as the board members who don't get as much limelight, um, who create who paved the way uh, and for for all of us so to be where we are today
0: and that's 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 well, I think it's been at least eight years since I served on the board but I have been anxiously, um, sadly, um, you know. Um, sad about the day that my kid will move out because it will remove all my excuses of, I don't want to do that. Cause I'm with my kids. <laughs>
1: well, uh, and the reason I wanted to serve was because I wanted to give back to the organization that had given so much to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I love it. I love it so much. And I love the P pe- I mean, it's, it's all about the people and the relationships and, and, and it's all about the journey and, and I love, I love our organization. It is a, an absolute way to hijack the learning curve, um, and shave a decade off of figuring it out yourself and the time and, energy and heartache that it takes to do that. And people are so generous and abundant.
0: Um, and, and, and I love that. I, and just Absolutely. Elevate. And whenever people come and be like, I want to be a speaker, I'm like, go to the National Speaker Association. Mm -hmm. And just absorb it and be it. Don't like try to find the coach or whatever. Just, just come to the speaker association, be in that space for a while before you hire anyone to, you know, help you implement, but just go to the national speaker association and hang out with the stallions that are running and doing it. I mean, we have people in our chapter who are making 6 million a year. And you just recently got your certified speaking professional thing, which um, the common joke is that, you know, can submit paperwork. Yes, Yeah. Um, four years ago, four years yes. ago. Yes, so recently, four years ago. Yes, four, well, three, well but I knew you were a CSP, and that's awesome, and um, I thought you had to be a million-dollar speaking business, and so that's why I didn't fill mine out when I was on the road constantly. I know, isn't that sad? So now I'm now I'm tracking my paperwork so that I can fill that out when when uh, when I hit the right numbers and everything. But beautiful, that's my give back for this year. I am starting
1: a path the path to CSP Mastermind. Um, it's primarily for our chapter, but anyone can join. It is completely and totally free of charge, um, and to join, to figure out how to do that. And we are launching that in September. Um, and the beauty of attending that first one live is you will be able to find an accountability
0: buddy who will see you through the journey, which is well, um, count me on the front row. Yes. Front row girl. Yes, there you are. go. So that I can say, I can't submit paperwork. <laughs> Yes. Yes. can submit paperwork is right. That is for sure. You're awesome. Well, Cheryl, I know you have so many more stories that we could and the bonding that could happen, but sadly, dang it, our time. Right. So thank you so much, Cheryl Knowlton for being on this episode of share your hotness.